A good question to ask yourself if you're a business owner or you're in sales is, can I make it easier for people to buy? Um, So the easiest you can make it for people to buy, the better. Welcome to the Juicy Closers Podcast, where it's all about juicing your sales game so you can earn more money in less time. Join us in creating Yes Closers. Subscribe now to never miss a juicy tip. Now, here are your hosts, Tina Gray and Janelle Holden. Hey, Tina. Hey, Janelle. How's the weather in LA today? <laughs> it's actually really warm. It's 88. And I haven't been outside, so I would love to experience it more. How about you in Montana? Uh, well, we just had a huge snowstorm, but all of the snow has melted. So uh, there's actual green and things are growing, which is good. So yeah, we're we're getting there. Um, yeah complete opposite. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, thank you listeners. Today, we're going to talk about something that's happening actually at the moment in our sales process. Um, we're going to be talking about how to make sales more efficiently. And the reason why this is so important is, uh, we both are very busy right now. Tina, tell the, tell listeners what's happening in your life right now. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, well, I'm packing my entire two-bedroom apartment to move into the house I've been building over the last six months, and so it's really exciting and pretty scary (laughs) in terms of how much stuff I have, and so, um, yeah, packing along, uh, getting everything ready and signing the proper docs, and then at the same time closing out a sales launch, you can imagine it's a hot mess in my house right now. (laughs) (laughs) Totally understandable. And I want to give you a huge pat on the back for doing this launch at the same time that you're moving. You know, they say that moving is one of the top 10 at least stressors in life. And um, you've handled it with such ease and grace. And I think that's part in part because you have developed an efficiency in sales. And that's part of our name in our in our business. Um, so uh, for those listeners who don't know, we own a business, a sales agency called Defy Sales, and it stands for Done Efficiently For You Sales. And we are the co-owners of that business as well as the co-founders of this podcast. Um, so this past two weeks, we've been in intense sales launch, and we'll talk about what that means in a second. Uh, but that is, we've done almost $200,000 in sales within that time period. And we'll probably do a little bit more than that, I hope. Um, but it's, uh, you know, when I tell people that and you say, oh, you know, done $200,000 in sales, plus I'm moving, you know, (laughs) and for me, it's like, I'm getting, uh, bedroom remodeled right now and carpet put down and, Um, I've got stuff going on with my family and all sorts of things. And so like, I think some of this is also how do you balance work and life and, and you definitely can do both. So that's the good news. Yes, absolutely. And you know, everybody has the same amount of time in a day. It's just a matter of how you navigate that day. Right. And 
I've heard it all from the people that are crazy busy to the ones that aren't. And really, I think the differentiating factor is that you have an efficiency and a plan um, in mind for everything. And what I mean by that is I know this week was going to be busy. And so I've already planned ahead, you know, months ago, really, um, down to the T of when my new furniture gets delivered. <laughs> and so it's, um, it's all in the planning. And some of us are not all like that. But it's super important, especially in sales, because it relates to your conversations in the way that you can close sales. Right, Janelle? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you are a fantastic planner. So I'm just going to commend you on that and just say, yes, anyone who's um, in our orbit, you can learn from Tina and how she plans. It's excellent. Um, I think the other thing, like I said, that you've taught me is that efficiency word. How do we get better at doing something in less time and with less effort? Um, and so uh, what I want to do today is just brainstorm with you and talk through the five top ways that we see to make sales in less time so that our listeners can take advantage of those tips and put them in place in their own schedules. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's take it cool. away with number one. Yeah. So um, we are in the coaching industry. Those of you who are listening, hopefully you're probably uh, related to that industry in some way. And what that means is we're in an industry that sells information. We sell training and information and the quote unquote coaching to get someone from where they are now to where they want to go in business and in their life. And so the clients that we represent all have training programs that people can be a part of and get results faster for their business and their life because they're a part of that. And there's a couple different ways that people can sell in this industry. Um, and one of them is either to sell something all at once to the people you're marketing to, um, you're advertising to. So you sell over a predetermined period of time. Uh, usually it's two weeks, 10 to 14 days. And uh, you round up all the sales at once. Um, and what's great about that, the pros about that is that you bring in a lot of money at once. It's all uh, more efficient because you're bringing everybody together at once to talk about one thing that you're selling. And you can get a cohort of people who are learning from you started at the same time and on the same page. So you're not constantly having to sell, teach, market uh, pretty much marketing happens all the time, but you can really make your sales process more um, efficient by having boundaries around it and deadlines. Exactly. And that's what we call launches. Um, and yeah. so that's exactly what Janelle described, a very high volume of sales in a short amount of time. And then the client can take a break from the sales piece. They're still probably going to be marketing year round, um, you know, just to get leads in. But now they can really focus on serving their clients. Yeah. So our client being the business owner who is serving their um, their students, mentors or mentees, um, members, whatever they want to call them um, in their programs. So that's one way to sell. The other way that we see to sell, which we're not as super excited about, but there are pros to it as well, which is evergreen sales. And what that means is that someone can buy your program, your service at any time throughout the year, and you're you're trying to make your sales process more even. So you're 
each month to month, let's say you have a goal of $100,000 in sales per month, and that's what you're trying to reach each month, and you have a certain number of leads that come in, Um, which in theory sounds amazing because everybody wants consistent income and they want to feel like, oh, you know, I I can bring in this amount and I know that it's going to come in each month. Right, Tina? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I'm going to share why the pros and cons of Evergreen and what we've been seeing, especially because we've done so many. (laughs) And like Janelle mentioned, it's not our favorite. And it can work really well if you are known in the industry and that people, you know, already attach your name to who you are and what you do. And what I mean by that is, hey, you are a very niche coach in, say, the yoga space. Um, And, you know, you have tons of content out there with podcasts and different trainings where people have heard of you for years. And now they're finally like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to join, which is fantastic. But for a newer coach, the evergreen model is a little hard because then sometimes you're focused so much on the sale that you forget to warm up your clients. And we talked about this in the last episode with our guest speaker, Michelle, where people are doing this backwards, where they're focusing on the sales and not so much of the lead and nurturing stage, right? Um, And so then the evergreen's a little harder because then every lead you get, you're excited for. And then you're going to assume it's going to be a sale and your focus is on closing them. But then it turns out, oh, they've heard about you for the first time ever. And they're just in the, ooh, I'm intrigued, but I'm not quite ready. Yeah. And I like a blend of, I, I like the speak to sell model as well as launches. So what I mean by that is if we're thinking about doing sales more efficiently, you gr- gather a group of people together who you're introduced to by someone that they trust and you share who you are, what you do, what you have to offer. And then they have the opportunity to buy right then and there once they've seen you and go, oh, I really want to be a part of it. And maybe you give a limited time offer. So you could do that in addition to launches. What I don't really love is like a bunch of cold leads coming in that really have never heard of you before who aren't really ready to buy, but waste a lot of time in the sales process. Um, so one way to get around that with evergreens that I was specifically thinking of, uh, for a former client of ours is to have a once a month or a twice a month event where you are in front of them and you are giving a live presentation online or in front of people person to person where they had the chance to buy and ask questions about it versus offering calls that they can book throughout the whole month. Instead of booking a call, they get booked into a presentation and that makes it more efficient. So when we're talking about efficiencies, we're always looking at how do we do things from for one to many versus one to one. And A lot of what we do, Tina and I do, is one-to-one because we will handle sales calls. But we want to help our clients, our business owners, think about how do we we actually make sales one-to-many versus one-to-one all the time. Yeah, and and a big part of that too is we're always answering the same questions over and over again, one-on-one. And we're just like, man, if only I could have just gathered all these people into one call (laughs) and answer the question once, right? 
Yes. Um, and it's a, it's this exact same thing as what people teach around one-on-one coaching versus group coaching. Because if you're right. one-on-one coaching, you're saying the same thing over and over and over again. Everybody thinks they're different, but they're not. They usually have the same problems and the same questions. And that's why people turn to group coaching because they're like, I can answer everybody's questions at the same time. And so what we want you to do is to start thinking about that in your sales process. How do you answer a lot more of those questions more quickly and more efficiently in a one-to-many process. Exactly. Um, and so speaking of that, group calls is a new thing that we want to start implementing. And um, hopefully we'll keep you posted on how those goes. But um, we're thinking smaller groups. And what I mean by that is right now we're talking one-on-one with people. They're booking in time with us. And um I've had experience where it's a smaller group of maybe two to three people. And I find it really powerful because uh, the other people on the call want to hear your own questions answered too, right? Um, and then the the group tends to play off of each other really well. So if you have one person super excited, it kind of brings the group up too. So I think that's going to be a really better and more efficient way to do this. And the reason for it too is... Um, or our, our price points are higher. So if typically, you know, for someone to invest five to 10,000 to 15,000, they're probably not going to do it without speaking to anybody. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's understandable that people want to talk to somebody and want to talk about their specific situation. Heck, sometimes if I'm even, you know, buying a pair of shoes or a top or whatever, I want to talk to somebody about it and say, what do you think? Do you think this would look good on me? Well, how long does this last? Like all sorts of questions about it that you want answered. Um, so if you're selling a product, you could even think about how do I put the frequently asked questions in front of people as soon as possible. But I love that idea of a group calls and we are going to be exploring that a little bit more, um, as we go into future launches, um, about how to do that. And that is number three, which is to prepare your FAQs in advance. So if you know what people are asking in advance, I love it how on the on your sales page, so where people can buy, but I also love it if people book in or they have questions on chat, that you have those things just pop up in front of them. Like in, a, in an ideal world, anyone who has a question, it's like it immediately pops up and they can filter and go, oh, that's my, that was my question. Now I have an answer to it. Yeah. And if you think about all the products that you buy online, there's always a FAQ section on everything, right? Shipping costs, da, 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 da. Um, So it's something we can definitely add on to our coaching industry. And even if it's a PDF that you can email over before the call starts, that's what we're going to recommend because it's going to help answer a lot of their questions already. So by the time they talk to you, it's more of a, hey, is this a fit for me? Because I'm a very unique situation, <laughs> which you all hear and know and understand. Um, but then it's going to eliminate the back and forth between things that they could have read about earlier. Yeah, exactly. So um, we highly recommend preparing those in advance so that you have that as an email template to send out that you can send in advance of calls. You can put it on your website. You can put it in the chat function. You can put it on many chat in your Facebook page, wherever people are asking questions, have that readily available for them so they can see right away what that, um, what that looks like. And then uh, along those lines, in terms of in advance, templates. Now, you wrote a really great email template yesterday, Tina, to help people who are getting in at the tail end of this launch. So right before deadline, make a good decision. Can you say more about that? 
Yeah. Um, and <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what cool words I said. But the situation was technically the launch enrollment period ended yesterday. And um, you'll see this happen quite often in our industry where they close the enrollment door and they kind of keep it open behind the scenes for anyone that's straggling in. Um, but this person booked in with me the day after. So I wanted to give her an opportunity to join if she was ready. And so I sent her an email just letting her know, hey, enrollment did end, but because you didn't get a chance to speak with us, I'm happy to extend it for you till tomorrow. But in the meantime, um, here's an info package. I think it answers a lot of the questions that you asked when you wrote in. And if you're ready to go, here are the links to enroll too. Um, and so who knows if it's going to work or not, but you give them all the tools. And so today on the call, you know, she got a chance to already go through a lot of those questions. And it was a matter of understanding more about how it could fit for her specific needs. And I think she's going to join. She told me she was 90% in. So fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed for sure. You know, it's so interesting. I think uh, a good question to ask yourself if you're a business owner or you're in sales is, can I make it easier for people to buy? Um, so the easiest you can make it for people to buy, the better. Um, and that means if they can get their questions answered right away via email or via chat, and you don't have time to talk to them on the phone, answer their questions. Like it doesn't have to be 24 hour delay between when they're interested in something and when you talk to them about it. Um, usually their fears will get in the way in that time and you might actually lose the sale. So always think to yourself, how can I make this a faster process to the sale versus, oh, I think they need this hoop or this loop or this thing that they need to do in order to, to buy. Just don't assume anything and let people buy who really want to buy. Right. And maybe part of that is just giving them the link in the email and respond to their questions in the email. You don't have to ask them to book another call with you to spend another 30 minutes if they're ready. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's a that's a key process of efficiency is just, is this needed? If not, chuck it out, you know, because yes. uh, I think a lot of times people are so afraid of sales. They think a lot more is needed or a lot more work has to happen in order for a sale to happen. And that's just not true. Um, yeah. And I actually have a perfect example of that that happened this launch where uh, a lady wrote into the chat and, you know, we're so used to like, hey, booking some time with us, right? Because during a launch, it's kind of crazy. We're not free right away. But um, I just answered a few of her questions. And then I was like, cool, if you're ready, you know, the link is here for you, gave her the link, and then she just did it. And so I'm like, score. That was a few chats later, not a whole let's book you a call. Let's get on the phone. Let's try to sell you some more. <laughs> yeah, I think for those of us who like process, and I'm certainly one of them, it can feel like oh, but I'm supposed to do this next and I didn't do this so then I'm not going to get the sale. But that's just, that's really the most inefficient way to look at it. It's just, how do we go directly? And even in your calls, you can be, people can be a lot more direct and we're certainly being a lot more direct in, in these calls because people have so much information. But um, I think people tend to be like, I got to have this big runway until I actually make the pitch. And the runway might, could be much shorter than most people make it. So. Yeah, exactly. And I think most people want to know that you agree with them mm -hmm. and that, you know, you're validating that this is a good fit for them as well. So when they get those answers and that confidence, they're just like, okay, cool. Let's do yeah. it then. You know, one sales training that I took that I thought was so interesting was he said, you know, just 
practice sales by having a, an object in your hand and asking somebody, hey, would you like to buy this? And <laughs> just see what they do with that question, like how they process it, what they ask you. Um, do you want to feel the object? Do you want to look at the object? You know, let's say it's a pencil. Oh, I can write with the object. Yeah, okay, I want to buy it. Well, how much? Well, you know, what are you willing to pay for it? Like just going through that, those are the basics of sales, right? Do you want to buy this? How much does it cost? I'm willing to pay that money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> pretty easy. Right. And, you know, in the sales space, we call it ask for the sale. Just yeah. ask. And I think that phrase trips people up a lot because they're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to come off salesy or pushy or I'm uncomfortable saying those words like, hey, are you ready to get started? Mm -hmm. Does this sound like a fit? Are you ready to join? And practice that, guys. It's really not that hard. It's like when you ask your spouse, hey, do you want to go get dinner <laughs> out? Do you want to go buy this drink? Do you want to go shopping? Same concept. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, it's the easiest thing to do to improve your sales and uh, takes the most courage, but it definitely works. So um, number five that we have on the list to um, round out our list of five ways to make your sales more efficient is deadlines. And really what this is, is boundaries more than anything. So if you think of the people who are buying this more like kids who need boundaries, it'll be helpful. Like, okay, we need to have this done by this date at this time. And this is what we're offering within this date at this time. So you create a container or a room for your sales. And you're like, this is what's in the room. You can buy what's in the room. The room's going to go away at this time. And after that, it may or may not be available. We're not sure, but I know it's going to be available until this date. And deadlines create magic for people. Yes, and it creates that FOMO, that fear of missing out, which is super real and it works really great because I just bought something because then there was a sale that was ending. <laughs> um, and I got a bonus extra travel size thing of it. So uh, it really works. And if you think about it, our entire life has been conditioned to work around deadlines. Um, when you go to school, hey, you know, you're going to have to do this homework, you're going to have a quiz on Friday, be prepared on Friday, right? So it's really normal for us to think like that. And it's the same concept when it comes to sales. If you tell them, hey, yeah, you can buy this amazing thing, but pretty much anytime you feel like it, no rush, don't worry about it. The price is probably going to be the same a year from now, like that's going to suck for your sales. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, just think about like all the texts you get that say 15% off, it's Mother's Day or, you know, 10% off for President's Day. And there's no, like, there's no correlation between the product and President's Day, right? Like we, but we don't even no. question it. We're just like, oh, only 15% off today. I've got to <laughs> do it. You know, it's really weird how it works on the mind. We're a sucker for sales, but also, yeah. um, and by sales, I mean discounted sales, right? Yeah. Um, but another piece of that deadline is you're not going to be able to get this again. And that's the scariest part um, with that FOMO that I just mentioned, because, you know, with this launch here, we're literally probably not going to be able to offer this again because of some um, restrictions. And yeah. for a lot of people, I don't think that sinks in 
to them because they're like, ah, well, you know, you're just saying that. But like, no, really, <laughs> we're serious. <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, this works well um, even in retail situations. So um, I love to wear a line of clothing that only like original clothes come out in the spring and in the fall, and then they're done. Like you can't get it again unless they have extras. And so it does create that sort of fear of missing out on that particular piece of clothing that um, I really like. It's almost like an art form, you know, like, oh, I love that piece. I don't want that to go away without me getting it. Um, even though there might be an opportunity, a slim chance that I could buy it used or find it on eBay or, you know, get find an inside way to find it. I'm still like, oh, this is going away at the end of June or this is going away at the end of December. I better get it. Exactly. And to add on to that, yeah, you could probably find it somewhere else, but now you're searching for, you're taking way more time. So it takes away that efficiency. You're like, it's so easy, but just buy it now. Yeah, exactly. I think we'll leave this episode on that note. Buy it now, folks. Buy it now. (laughs) (laughs) Buy it from us. Um, (laughs) uh, This has been super fun. For those of you who are our Patreon members, we thank you. We're going to do an extra episode here. Over on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash juicy closers. Um, Tina and I are going to be talking about some other ways that we do time management and efficiencies that way. So um, head on over there and thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. See you over there. Thanks, Juicy Closers listeners. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. So listen, would you like to be a little bit more in the know with us and get some special juice for free? We have a newsletter just for listeners that we'd love to give you. Just go to our website, defysales.com forward slash updates to subscribe. Juicy Closers is brought to you by Defy Sales. It is written and hosted by Tina Gray and Janelle Holden. Produced and edited by Julie Tran, creative writer Valeska Griffiths. Music for this episode composed by Drew Pigeon. And special thanks to Tiwana Ship and Eloisa Villanueva.